A day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. It's Friday, March 15th, 3.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, and this is Live Till 5, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Glad to have you with us today for episode 307. Episode 307. And let me let me just start off now, just in case anything happens during the show, I can just tie it right into the theme. Today's theme is disasters and mishaps. Disasters and mishaps. So then anything that might happen technologically during the show, I might make a mistake or push the wrong button or disconnect the microphone as I often have. I can say that it's actually part of the theme of the show. So Disasters and mishaps today on episode 307 on this Friday, March 15th, here at Live Till 5. Glad to have you with us today. This show is intended to entertain you a little bit. Friday afternoon, sometimes the end of a stressful week, you're driving around picking up kids, you're on your way home from work, maybe you're on your way into work, maybe you're sitting at your desk listening through khmg.org. Glad to have you with us, by the way, if you are. But we have many reasons to give this lighthearted approach to the Friday afternoon. Information, education, edification. That means to build you up, like edifice, you know, the word edifice, like building. So to build you up in your Christian walk and just be an all-around fun afternoon. And so we hope to make you smile at least one time, even if it's one of those courtesy laugh smiles. We'll we'll take it. We'll take it. And uh, you can let us know that you're courtesy laughing. Through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Look us up. Follow us. Give us a little thumbs up. Leave us a comment. Send us a private message if you have any suggestions or topics for the show. We hear from a lot of people through Facebook Messenger, actually, during the show. People that are listening and they want to participate somewhat. And I won't call you out. Usually, I will just use your initials. Like right now, I have TB listening at home. Many people don't want their actual names given, so I just usually use their initials unless they specifically want me to call them out. But glad to have you with us today. It is Friday, March 15th, and the month of March has a lot of observances, including, did you know that March is National Cheerleading Safety Month? It's also Chronic Fatigue Syndrome Awareness, Clean Up Your IRS Act Month, it's because uh, next month is tax month. Color therapy month. Colorectal cancer awareness. Craft. National craft month. Are you a crafty person? Developmental disabilities awareness month. Endometriosis awareness. Ethnic awareness. Essential tremor awareness. Eye donor month. Flower. F-L-O-U-R month. Flower. F-L-O-W-E-R. Ironic that they're both in the same month. Frozen Food Month, 
Kidney Month, Kite Month starts at the end of the month and goes through the beginning of May, probably because of the, the windiness. March into Literacy, Multiple Sclerosis Education and Awareness, Noodle Month, Nutrition Month, On Hold Month, Peanut Month, Poison Prevention Awareness, Problem Gambling Awareness, Professional Social Workers Month, and National Sauce Month, or as some people say, Souse. Souse Month. As far as this week goes, today being the 15th, let's see, what, what observances? Oh, it's Sherlock Holmes weekend. Hmm, cool. American Chocolate Week starts on Sunday. National Animal Poison Prevention Week, 17th through the 23rd. Never thought that would be a uh, a thing, but you know, when a number of years ago, we, we had a dog that got into some uh, antifreeze. It was an accident. Folks we had the dog with uh, had a, a portable basketball hoop, and the bottom of the basketball hoop you would fill with sand or water, and it'd make it nice and heavy so it wouldn't tip over. And uh, they put antifreeze in the water so that the hoop wouldn't freeze and crack. The, the base wouldn't freeze and crack, but it did have a crack in it. It leaked out, and our puppy got into some poison, and it did. Uh, it actually, um, the puppy lost its life. And so I guess the National Animal Poison Prevention Week has a new meaning to me starting Sunday. Inhalants and Poison Awareness Week. Folk Tales and Fables Week starts Sunday. Act Happy Week. Teach Music Week starts on the 18th. Fix a Leak Week. That's um, here on Guam. We have a lot of those. Shakespeare Week. Uh, Welderly Week. I think that's Well Elderly combined there. Cherry Blossom Festival starts on the 20th. Uh, let's see here. American Crossword Puzzle Day starts on the 22nd. So a uh, lot of different observances for the week. Now let's look at the daily observances today being the 15th. It's a celebration of our bountiful food supply. It's also Brutus Day. Do you know why it's called Brutus Day? Because today is a day you should be aware of. Today, March 15th, it's the Ides of March we're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. Buzzard Day. We don't really have those here on Guam, but it's a type of bird that, like a vulture, basically. Dumbstruck Day. Of course, Ides of March. International Day Against Police Brutality. Uh, National Day of Action Against Bullying and Violence today. Everything You Think is Wrong Day. Uh, let's see. World Consumer Rights Day and World Sleep Day. So if you're feeling a little tired, you're actually just prepping yourself to celebrate March 15th. 16th, uh, Freedom of Information Day. Goddard Day, I believe that's Robert Goddard, the uh, inventor of the modern rocket. Uh, international Sports Car Racing. Uh, Maple Syrup Saturday. Artichoke Hearts Day. Corn Dog Day. National Everything You Do Is Right Day. Panda Day. Quilting Day. Play the Recorder Day, St. Urho's Day, and Worldwide Quilting Day. The 17th, Campfire Girls Day, Corned Beef and Cabbage Day, Evacuation Day in Massachusetts, Submarine Day, and of course, Sunday, St. Patrick's Day. That's where the corned beef and cabbage comes from. Monday the 18th, Forgive Mom and Dad Day, 
Awkward Moments Day. Those two things might have something to do with each other. National Biodiesel Day, Oatmeal Cookie Day, Supreme Sacrifice Day, and Well Elderly Day, or what they call Well Elderly Day. The 19th, Act Happy Day, Clients Day, uh, Let's Laugh Day, National Agricultural Day, Chocolate Caramel Day, Poultry Day, Iraqi Freedom Day. That's right. Boy, I was at Lackland Air Force Base back in 19... 19- 91 in March, when they declared the end of the war, uh, uh, the end of Desert Storm. St. Joseph's Day, Swallows Return to San Juan Capistrano Day on the 19th. The 20th, uh, let's see here, Brain Injury Awareness, Great American Meat Out, uh, Day of Happiness, uh, Francophony Day, uh, Kiss Your Fiance Day. Uh, let's see, what else? Ravioli Day is on the 20th as well. Snowman Burning Day. Spring Equinox. UN French Language Day. World Frog Day, World Sparrow Day, and World Storytelling Day. The 21st, California Strawberry Day. Companies That Care Day. Education Freedom Day. Incredible Kid Day. Color Day. Uh, let's see, what else? International Day of Forest and Tree and the Tree, Common Courtesy Day, uh, Farm Rescuer Day, Flower Day, Fragrance Day, French Bread Day, Rosie the Riveter Day, uh, Single Parents Day, W.E. Day, World Down Syndrome Day, World Poetry Day, and World Puppetry Day. Those are all happening this month, this week, and each day of this week. Now, I did mention, before we go to break here, it is the Ides of March. Remember, beware of the Ides of March. Well, what are the Ides of March? Well, according to Wikipedia, it's a day on the Roman calendar that corresponds to March 15th. It was marked by several religious observances and was notable for the, uh, for the Romans as the deadline for settling debts. In 44 BC, it became notorious as the date of what, listeners? Yes, the assassination of Julius Caesar, which made the Ides of March a turning point in Roman history. And where did Ides come from? Well, the Romans did not use numbered days of a month uh, for the first to the last day. Instead, they counted back from three fixed positions of the month, the knowns, 5th and 7th, depending on the length of the month, the Ides, the 13th or the 15th, and the Calends, the 1st of the following month. The Ides occurred near the midpoint on the 13th for most months, but the 15th of March, May, July, and October. The Ides were supposed to be determined by the full moon, reflecting the lunar origin of the Roman calendar. On the earliest calendar, the Ides of March would have been the first full moon of the new year. Now, I found a list from Smithsonian.com of reasons to beware of the Ides of March. March 15th, we'll live in infamy beyond the murder of Julius Caesar. Here's some events that occurred on this date. Of course, Julius Caesar's assassination on 44 BC, conspirators led Marcus Junius Brutus to stab the dictator for life Julius Caesar to death before the Roman Senate. Caesar was only 55. A raid on southern England happened on this day in 1360. The French raiding party began... A 48-hour spree of pillage and murder in southern England. King Edward III interrupts his own pillaging spree in France to launch reprisals. 
Uh, the Samoan Cyclone of 1889. A cyclone wrecks six warships, three U.S., three Germans, in the harbor in Apia, Samoa, leaving more than 200 sailors dead. On the other hand, the ships represent each nation's show of force in the competition to see who would annex the Samoan Islands. The disaster averted a likely war. Tsar Nicholas II abdicates his throne in 1917. Germany occupies Czechoslovakia in 1939. A deadly blizzard hit the Great Plains in 1941. World record rainfall in 1952 in the Indian island of Le Réunion. The rain just kept falling and falling. In 24 hours, they got 73.62 inches of rain in one day. Number eight on this list in 1971, March 15th, CBS canceled the Ed Sullivan Show. 1988, NASA reported on this day that the ozone layer over the northern hemisphere had been depleted three times faster than predicted. And the global health scare of 2003. After accumulating reports of a mysterious respiratory disease afflicting patients and healthcare workers in China, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Canada, the WHO, the World Health Organization, issued a heightened global health alert. The disease will soon become famous under the acronym SARS, SARS, Sudden Acute Respiratory Syndrome, March 15th, 2003. I remember being here on Guam when that big scare was going through this part of the world. Now, we're going to take a short break. It is the Ides of March, but you have nothing to beware of. You will be just fine. Just keep your radio dial tuned to 88.1 FM or khmg.org online and listen to the live broadcast here from 3 to 5 p.m. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It's Friday, March 15th, episode 307 here at Live Till 5. A little more Live Till 5 after this Harvest Highlights. With a little more live till 5. It's Friday, March 15th, 3.24 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. You know, if you miss any part of the show, I have good news for you. Saturdays from noon to 2 and Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m., we rebroadcast all two hours of the show. So you can catch us on the rebound Saturdays noon to 2, Sunday nights 7 and 9 p.m. when we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on KHMG 88.1 FM. You can also listen online to a live stream of our broadcasts through khmg.org, khmg.org. I've been doing this in my desk at work, and it's great. Crystal clear. You don't have to adjust the little antenna. You can uh, just get a nice clear signal all the time. You can adjust the volume right there on your screen. It's great, and uh, it's nice to have it in the background throughout the day. You can also download the podcast of this show and many other great shows. I guess that I'm kind of insinuating that this is a great show when it stands in the presence of other great shows. I do like this show. Wait a minute. It is great. It's not as great as some of the other shows because the other shows are more preaching and teaching shows. So 
those take precedence. So if you only can listen to one show, you know, for the rest of your life, maybe not live till five. But if you can listen to multiple shows, certainly download the podcast of Live Till Five through khmg.org and some of the other great shows like Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala, Living Redemptively with Dr. Douglas McLaughlin, Take Note with Chris Harper, Harvest Echoes has some classic sermons preached at Harvest, Harvest Time, and uh, many other shows that we have there. We also have a whole library of audio broadcasts uh, that we've had access to over the years. Some were preached here, some we've broadcast, some we, we have through the Doc O Library. But you can download sermons and lessons from various speakers on a variety of topics and passages. You can look up by passage, by topic, or by speaker in our KHMG library. So go to khmg.org and check out those resources, download, listen. Uh, You can also email us through that website as well. You can see our program guides. You can kind of catch your favorite programs. And then also tune in uh, to what we're doing here and participate by going to our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Give us a thumbs up. Follow us there. And then the second hour, we're going to uh, turn on the old Facebook live stream, and you'll be able to see something special that we're bringing up to the radio station in the second hour. So you don't want to miss that. It might have something to do with yesterday's date, but I'm not going to say any more. But if you know what 3.14 day was, then you might have an idea of what we're going to be featuring in the second hour. So uh, you can tune in to Facebook Live there. So go ahead and pull up Facebook and uh, be ready. Be ready. Now, um, today, our history professor also happens to be a basketball coach. And uh, he is going to be coaching today, and he's going to miss out on the second hour. He just texted me and said, ha, oh, man, I need some. Um, so he knows what I'm talking about here. But uh, So I'm going to stand in and, and try to do a fair to Midland job of replacing him as the This Day in History segment coordinator. So really, I'm just a curator of various historical events here. I'm, I'm, none of this is new to me. This first page actually was provided to me just like my daily, weekly, and monthly observances was provided to me by Bob Shuck, the librarian slash registrar slash really great guy. Here you go. He gets these from the Lincoln Library online. This happened this week in history. In 1847, the original version of Macbeth, an opera form premiered at the Teatro del Pergola in Florence, Italy. So it was a uh, libretto based on Shakespeare's famous play, composed by Verdi. So that just impressed a few of our listeners there. Uh, Albert Einstein was born this week in history in Ulm, Germany, 1879. Say, hey, Albert, where are you from? Ulm. No, really, where are you from? Ulm. Get it? See what I did there? Uh, Let's see here. 1945, less uh, cheerful note, the U.S. Navy started bombing Okinawa, Japan this week in history. Uh, in 1973, future senator and re- recently past senator John McCain was released as a prisoner of war from the North Vietnamese. Uh, he was kept in the Hanoi Hilton for part of that time. Uh, let's see here. Basketball superstar 
Steph Curry was born this week in history in Akron, Ohio in 1988. Yes, he's that young. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's about it. Um, now, I have this day in history specifically, and I already mentioned in 44 BC, March 15th, Julius Caesar was stabbed to death by Brutus Cassius and every other Roman senator on the Ides of March in Rome, March 15th, uh, 44. Well, let's see here. The French attacked the English South Coast, raiding Win- Winchelsea, Winchelsea in 1360. Uh, let's see here. Oh, anti-Semitic monk in Seville, Spain, stirs up people to attack the Jewish people in 1391. 1493, Christopher Columbus returns to Spain after his first voyage to the New World on this day in history. Uh, 1672, put your put your history caps on. Remember some of these things. As you, as you hear them, you'll be like, ah, oh, I kind of remember that. Charles II 1672, enacts a Declaration of Indulgence. Uh, 1744, King Louis XV declared war on Britain. Let's see here. 1781, British and American forces clash during the Battle of Guilford Court, North Carolina. British suffer heavy losses uh, surrendering to George Washington in October. 1783, in an emotional speech in Newburgh, New York, George Washington asks his officers not to support the Newburgh conspiracy. The plea is successful, and the threatened coup d'etat never takes place. 1812. So, March 15th, 1812, the first Russian settlement in California at none other than the Russian River. Not the Rushing River, but the Russian River. Maybe they were doing a play on words as well. I don't know. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah, 1889, six U.S. and German warships sunk by a typhoon in Appia Harbor, Samoa. 200 people died. Very sad there. 1890, German Chancellor Otto von Bismarck was dismissed on this day in 1890. Pitcher Cy Young retired with 511 wins in 1912. I believe uh, he's got one of the most valued baseball cards out there, although I don't think it's the most valuable. I think the Horace Wagner card is the most valuable card out there, if I remember right, from a previous episode. 1913, first U.S. presidential press conference with Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, first Southern radio station began on this day in history, 1922. WSB, Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. Going to kind of continue on here. Oh, 1928, Benito Mussolini modifies Italy's electoral system and abolishes the right to choose. Let's see what else we got. I mean, there's just so many things happen on this day in history. I'm going to move forward just a little bit here. Uh, Dodgers open spring training at Bear Mountain, New York, 1945. That's early days there. Um, Oh, Here's one for CW and probably nobody else at all that's listening. But CW, just for you. 1948. I don't even know what this means. I mean, it's in English, but I have no idea what this means. It says, Bradman scores 115 for the Australian cricket team v. Western Australia. So, 
You're welcome. 1948, Sir Lawrence Olivier was on the cover of Life magazine on this day. Uh, let's see. West Germany loses in soccer to the Netherlands 2-1 to one in 1953. Moving ahead. Let's, let's get up to uh, our time. 1970, the U.S. the World Expo opened in Osaka, Japan. Uh, China performed nuclear test at Lop Nor PRC, 1978. Uh, Larry Holmes technical knockout of David Bay in the tenth for the heavyweight boxing title in 1985. Larry Holmes. 1985, the first internet domain name, Symbolics.com, was registered on this day in history, 1985. Oh, let's see. Oh, this is very famous for some of us that lived through this era. 1991, four Los Angeles police officers are charged with the beating of Rodney King. Became a very big deal uh, at that time. Really defined all the news cycles for quite a while. Let's see. A couple of final ones here. Um, 2003, 24th Big East Men's Basketball Tournament. Pittsburgh beats Connecticut 74-56. to Not sure if that's really that big of a deal. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, there's a lot of basketball, March Madness stuff, but I think that's enough for today. That's this day in history. It is March 15th. 2019 for all those that have downloaded the podcast sometime in the future and are listening to them and it might not be the same year but for the rest of you you know it's friday march 15th 3 36 p.m we're going to take a short break when we come back a little what's in my coffee and uh some stranger than fiction and then our theme today disasters and mishaps then we're going to see if we can get a few people to come up here and celebrate Something special in the second hour. So stick around. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. Friday, March 15th, 3.36 p.m. on Live Till 5, episode 307. More after this short break. more live till five it's friday march 15th 2019 3 42 p.m here on the ides of march glad to have you with us today i'm jared baldwin your host let us know you're listening send us a, a message give us a little thumbs up through our facebook page harvest family radio guam in the second hour we're going to turn on the video for just a little while to feature the star of the show this is not really a person yet we're we're happier than than we would be if most people came in, isn't that right, Sebastian? That is correct. Yeah. So Sebastian's going to be bringing up something to help celebrate a peculiar observance that many people in the scientific, mathematics, and general nerd community like to celebrate. I did not give it away at all. No. 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 So, well, maybe for some, but that's because they probably celebrated it and. They're just anxious to hear 
and see Facebook Live, second hour. So make sure you turn on your Facebook uh, sometime around 4 o'clock, and you can catch sometime. catch what we're talking about. You can catch, catch our drift. If it's working. Yeah. So I do want to talk about a, a little bit here that this segment's brought to us by The Hub, best little coffee shop on Guam, offering an endless variety of coffees and teas and baked goods. Really nice people down there, pleasant environment, Wi-Fi, air conditioning. One of the coolest places on campus, literally, figuratively, and grammatically. Grammatically. Well, at least literally and figuratively. Grammatically is a stretch. I don't know if it's the coolest grammatical place. Because I don't know how you would measure that. But it's definitely, figuratively, it's cool. Because, you know, being in a coffee shop is perceived as cool. And literally, it's just frigid, cold in there. And so it makes it more fun to drink a hot drink. Yes. Now, before we get into our drinks, which yours is already half gone, I was finishing my my cup of PG Tips hot tea, which Chris has got me hooked on now. And I'm going to start ordering Britain's favorite tea apparently i'm drinking it out of one of these mugs that you get um over at the abc store when you like buy a hundred dollars worth of stuff and you turn in your receipts they let you pick a mug this is one of those mugs it's a it's like a flower lay a a frangipani or or plumeria flower lay it's beautiful it's actually oh now i look at it closely it's a bunch of lays okay cool well anyway i gotta finish this pg tips real quick so i'm gonna let sebastian talk about his drink first and then i'm gonna select my drink and i'll talk about mine chris is around here he might give us a little a little uh description of his drink as well and then we'll do the big reveal at the end so sebastian what are you drinking there yeah so this is a in a clear container and it's very chocolatey looking um when i first saw it i thought it was like a blended chilled chocolate or something like that but it does have i think it has like a hint of coffee to it um it looks like a chocolate shake, honestly. And so I, I don't know what kind of some sort of chocolate blended drink, but I don't really know how else to describe it. Um, unless they added some sort of secret ingredient in there, which <clears throat> I wouldn't know because then it wouldn't be secret. So. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so it just it's it's a blended Blended uh, for the the listening audience that's never had a coffee drink before means it's been put in a blender. Ah, yes. Thanks. Just I don't want to assume that everyone just knows the lingo. If you're not familiar with what a cup is, that's a receptacle into which you pour liquids. Yes. If you're not, and a drink. Sure, what a straw is. is something that it's actually <laughs> describing what it's not only drink is not only a verb but it's a noun. We should just describe right. this our drinks in that way. Like, That's what I I'm use saying. This long plastic ah, tube. You know what? So <laughs> the inhale. hub is not only the coolest place, literally, <laughs> yes, it can be. figuratively. It is also the coolest place grammatically. grammatically. Yeah. 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 We just made grammar cool again. We're bringing grammar back, people. <laughs> All our all our English folks are driving off the road right now, screaming. Yeah, I really changing the this. channel and then changing it right back because they just need to hear the rest of the story. So, give us one final uh, adjective describing your drink there. Um, sweet sludge. Okay, that's great. <laughs> we'll consider that a it's a hyphenated. Uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> sweet sludgy. Okay, yeah. Chris, yours is a beautiful shade of chartreuse. Is that really chartreuse? Isn't isn't chartreuse like a darker red color? It's almost like cranberry juice looking. Yeah, yes, uh, it does. It looks like cranberry juice cocktail. 
But I know that it's not. Okay. Because I've had several sips. Mm -hmm. And this is a drink that I uh, discovered recently thanks to what's in my coffee. And mm. uh, this You're is, welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, this is um, has been delivered to this program uh, several times now, and it is the it is the calamansi. Uh, what do you call it? Hibiscus. Oh, hibiscus. hibiscus. Okay. Did you see Hope Bogus earlier? To, oh, I'm sorry. Hope B. I don't want to give away her name. Yeah. Hope B had a large. Hibiscus flower behind her ear for most of the day. Today. I saw that. Yeah. Big red flower. Yeah, that's yeah. a hibiscus. It's kind of yeah, yeah. So this is this is the hibiscus calamansi drink, which I, I had maybe three weeks ago on Live Till mm-hmm. Five, and then I went and I usually don't get cold drinks mm-hmm. except maybe an iced tea, but I went down and picked one of these up yep. a couple of days later, and this is tea. This is hibiscus yep. tea yep. with calamansi in it, and. It's a great, really refreshing drink and a little bit different. It's just got a little twist, a little twist. Yep. That's all it takes. It, yeah. it, it's a beautiful drink, too. I mean, not it all is. drinks are as attractive. Um, where Sebastian's looks like mud, uh, Chris's mud. looks like a just a, it's just got a lot of, uh, you know, it probably has a lot of those, uh, what are those things called that where they, the, the little color particles, it's like, Phytones, or I just made that up. Okay, anyway, I'm going to take a sip of mine now. I poured mine into my ABC uh, complimentary mug. Ooh, that's a... mm, I think that is just a... That's either a Cafe Breva or a Cafe Latte. I'm going to guess Cafe Latte, which is uh, espresso and steamed milk. It's, It's slightly milky. It looks milkier than it actually is. It actually has... You can just... You get a distinct... Taste and smell of espresso, but it has a lot of milk in it as well. So if you don't like milk, you won't like it. But I happen to like milk, and I do like the drink. Thank you very much. But before I do the big reveal, let me just say to all our listeners, you have eight minutes, if you're listening to the live broadcast, to swing by the hub. Nicest people down there. Mackie, Jilda, Megan, Jeremy. Am I missing anybody? Sonny, um, Cher, uh, Billy Joe, Jim Bob. Uh, Marseille and uh, Gigi. Marseille, that's a, a city in France. Marseille. Well, that's parents, you know, had been there before and they liked the city and they named her after that. Oh, so. I know that place. Or after the football club in oh, yeah. France. Could Marseille, be. France. Okay, so here we go. Blended cold brew with chocolate. Okay. Sebastian. Cold brew with chocolate. So Blended. that's a, that's a, that's, and that's a complicated drink because it takes hours and hours to create cold brew. And then they blend it up just for you. All so that nice. work to just, yeah. And then Chris has the uh, hibiscus calamansi, of course, called yeah. that. I have the Cafe Breva. So I, I said it, it could go either way. Cafe Breva and a latte are very similar. They're both espresso with a milk product, but latte has milk. Breva has half and half. So it's extra creamy. It's got this thickness to it. Really, really tasty if you like that. And then we have a cold brew with vanilla sitting here for whoever it is that comes up to celebrate that second hour thing that I keep talking about, the thing, the thing, right? Yeah. So, okay. Well, what we're going to do is I want to take one more short break real quick. Then we're going to come back. I'm going to wrap up the hour. Then we're going to start the second hour with the quiz 
and the big reveal. Oh, so, yes. listeners, you stick around. Chris, Sebastian, you guys can take a break if you like. And uh, listeners, you stick around. You're listening to episode 307 of Live Till 5 on this Friday, March 15, 2019. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. A couple little spots here, then we'll be back to wrap up the first hour and then into the second hour of Live Till 5. More after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's 3.54 p.m. on this Friday, March 15th, episode 307. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. We've got about five minutes left in this first hour. So, you know what five minutes are good for? Besides just rambling, a little stranger than fiction. Because oftentimes, truth is stranger than fiction. I come across funny stories, humorous things, things that just totally are crazy or infuriating. Um... All kinds of things. Some of it's submitted by listeners. Some of it is just uh, my own research. I didn't have time last week to share this one with you. From uh, La Nuches, Spain. I don't know if I'm saying that right. After tending to his cows all day, Pablo Pato swept the hay off the floor and transformed, almost Cinderella-like, into a freestyle roller skater without leaving the cow shed in the remote mountain village of La La Nuches in northern Spain. With his toxic yellow inline skates on, the 33-year-old gathers speed on the concrete floor, jumps on onto a purpose-built platform to grind his blade sideways on the rail, does a backflip and lands in front of his gentle-eyed spectators. Quote, the cows are my audience. I think he said this in Spanish, but translation. Quote, the cows are my audience. They always support me. They never boo at me, end quote, he said with a grin. Every now and then, when his duties and the harsh mountain weather allow it, Pato briefly leaves the tiny village of the three dozen residents to take part in a regional freestyle competition before human audiences. But the only way he can practice is on the cattle farm. Quote, it just, it's just work, work, work. And in my time off, I do what I have always wanted to do. I've always done lots of sports, he said, uh, whose other hobbies include making videos of himself skating or to various animals on the farm with a mountain backdrop. Nothing is impossible. One can do everything, he said. He already has various medals won in the championships hanging on the wall, but still, when asked what is more important to him, cows or skating, Pato always replies, the cows. There you go. The title of the article was called Mooing, Not Booing, and that's what got my attention for Stranger Than Fiction. Here's another one where the, uh, this will be the last Stranger Than Fiction for the first hour here. From London Reuters, hundreds of people descended on the town of Ashburn in central England on Tuesday to play a traditional football game. This was last week, which the rules are hazy and the goals are uh, three miles apart. The Royal Shrovetide football match involves teams called the Uppards and the Downards who battle to try and tap the ball three times on stone plinths 
that act as goals. Well aware of the passions involved, local shops close early and board up for the preparing riot. Due to the large number taking part, there's a little kicking of the ball with players instead tending to carry the ball across the boundary free pitch. The match is played from 2 to 10 p.m. on both Shrove Tuesday and the following day, Ash Wednesday, but goals are rare because of the size of the pitch and last year's match finishing in a 1-1 draw. The centuries-old event of Derbyshire gained its quote-unquote royal title when the future Edward VIII started the game in 1928 by throwing up a ball in traditional fashion, an act since repeated by present heir to the throne, Prince Charles, in 2003. The title of the article was UK Town Battens Down the Hatches for a Crazy Quote-Unquote Royal Football Game. So a three-mile soccer field and uh, some stone goalposts and then a crazy riot of hundreds of people trying to get the ball from one end to the other. So very interesting. Well, that's our Stranger Than Fiction, at least for this first hour. We have a whole second hour coming up. We're going to turn on Facebook Live so you can watch it. We have a special guest item in the second hour. Um, might be one of my favorite guests ever. Uh, we do have, of course, in the second hour as well, a quiz with Sebastian Basil Dua. We'll continue to enjoy our drinks provided by our gracious friends down at the Hub. And, uh, of course, more with you, the listeners, in this episode 307 on this Friday, March 15th. We're going to take a break for SRN News and back for a second hour of Live Till 5. Don't miss it. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata Guam. Back in a few moments. with a little more Live Till 5. It's our second hour of Live Till 5 on this Friday, March 15th, 4.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Glad to have you with us. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host, episode 307. You can listen to us online at khmg.org. I'd encourage you to check that out and just save that as one of your little favorites. So when you pull up your internet browser of choice, it's just right there at the top. And you can just click on it, and then you click on listen. So easy. You can adjust the volume. You can you can have this nice crystal clear signal right through our website. Totally worth it. Then you don't have to have a radio on, on your desk and adjust the antenna and all that. But many people do have radios, 
whether it's in your car or at home or at work, 88.1 FM, right at the bottom left-hand side of the dial, as they say. Glad to have you with us today. You can download this podcast through khmg.org. After the show, Chris usually uploads within a few hours. And he notifies everyone that's uploaded through our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Now, we we promised you we'd go on to Facebook Live, but if we can't do it, then you'll have to check me out on my personal Facebook Live. If we can't do the KHMG Facebook Live, we'll do my personal Facebook Live in the second hour. When the special guest item appears, we'll make sure to feature it. Uh, and if we have any, you know fans of the show that are here on campus would like to come up and celebrate the arrival of our special guest item in the second hour. You are welcome to come up and uh, enjoy the festivities, as as I will say right now. So, now, to continue on, I had one more Stranger Than Fiction story, then we're going to take a short break. By the way, I'm enjoying this Cafe Breva immensely. This is not on the menu down at the Hub. However, if you like lattes and cappuccinos, you should really ask for a Cafe Breva. Now, it's only available when there is half and half on the island. And most of the places uh, in the Western world, there's always half and half available. But uh, on Guam, not always. Half and half is kind of an expensive luxury item, so... Uh, if if they don't have half and half, you can't get a Cafe Breva, get a latte. But if there is half and half, ask for a Breva. They charge an extra 50 cents because of the additional cost of the half and half. Totally worth it. One of the best tasting drinks. And let me say, one of the most beautiful drinks. Now, this hibiscus calamansi tea that Chris was uh, enjoying earlier during the What's in My Coffee segment, that is also a beautiful drink. It's kind of got the calamansi lemonade color at the bottom, and then it's got the bright red hue of the hibiscus tea in the top three quarters of the cup, and then you stir it together really good. But the Cafe Breva, if you like a coffee drink, it is great. It's so creamy. It's got a thickness to it. You can only get the smaller size, and that's all you need. But it's it's got all the qualities of good coffee drink, and the people in our coffee shop are really good at making it. Um, I think Megan is the expert on the Cafe Breva. And here's the thing, not to embarrass her, I won't say who it is. We, we, won't, we won't mention who it is. But one of the workers down in the coffee shop, they even know how to do coffee shop artwork with the foam on top of your drink. So the crema, the foam on top of the drink, is... is uh, able to be manipulated into some beautiful artwork and today she turned the foam into a a little artistic you know kind of like teardrop or heart or maybe beautiful leaf petals from the um you know king jasmine rose plant rose bush so it was one of those but anyway it was really good and i'm drinking my second cafe breva of the day which has been awesome but Back to Stranger Than Fiction here. By the way, if you go to Harvest Family Radio's Facebook page, we are on Facebook Live right now, and I'm waving to everyone. And uh, for those that are watching watching right now, it's for you as you get to see some of the things I've been talking about. Have you ever seen this mug, by the way, for the way of you that are watching on Facebook Live? 
This is that one. If you buy $100 worth of stuff at the ABC store, store you can turn in your, in your receipt, give you a complimentary mug or towel. And so this is one of those mugs, I believe. Really good. Not that I spend a lot of money at ABC stores every once in a while. This article caught my attention because of the name on the article. Cool. Title. We've got this mountain of trash. Why don't we ski down it? Is the question. Copenhagen, Reuters. Reuters. What to do with a mountain of garbage? A major metropolitan area produced an age-old question. Copenhagen has come up with a brand new answer. Ski down that mountain. Well, not exactly. Exactly. The Wastely inside Cope Hill or Copen Hill, a waste treatment plant 10 minutes from the downtown Copenhagen. Its main facility is a futuristic building with sloping roof 85 meters high that is covered in a material called nevoplast. It looks just like a ski slope, except it's green. I think everybody's surprised uh, to start with when they look at it, and it's not snow, said Christian Ingalls, director of Copen Hill. It's a green, dry slope material. After one or two runs, you might your mind is automatically adjusting, so you feel exactly like you're skiing. Designed by Danish architect Bjark Ingels, Bjark, B-J-A-R-K-E, Bjark. You can name your dog that. Sorry, that was a pun, uh, Bjark. Um, Bjark Ingels. The plant is an important step in Copenhagen's ambition to become the world's first carbon-neutral capital. It's an attempt to build a waste treatment plant that local residents are happy to see when they come to their neighborhood. It seems to be working. Quote, it's a fantastic experience in the middle of a city to be able to do what you like to do the most, end quote, said visiting skier Pell Hansen. Instead of having to go six, seven, eight, or ten hours of ski destination, you can be here in 10 minutes, he said. The plant will also burn waste from around 600,000 residents and 68,000 businesses to produce electricity and district heating and will be sent back to the residents. It will also recycle some of the waste. The plant began operating in 2017, and the recreational part will open permanently this spring. The slope will be open year-round. It's fantastic that one can ski without snow, said ski slope visitor Tommy Christensen. It's a slightly different experience than the skiing in real snow, but it's my second run, and I'll try it again. It looks promising. There you go. And I bring this up not only because the title of the article, We've Got This Mountain of Trash, Why Don't We Ski Down It, was very interesting, but also because I've heard a lot uh, in the news lately about trying to come up with a way to use our ever-growing mountain of waste here on Guam and turn it into something that could be used for generating electricity, which, you know, I don't know enough about the environmental impact of that, but it does sound like a good idea, especially since they're, they've already filled up, I believe, one of the cells of the landfill much quicker than they planned on. So anyway, we're going to take a short break. We come back, we're going to reveal... We're going to reveal our guest item, and we're going to celebrate an obscure little thing that many nerds have already celebrated this week, but we're going to celebrate on a belated a belated celebration here. So I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It's 4.13 p.m. on this Friday, March 15th, here at the KHMG Studios, back after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 307 on this Friday, March 15th. The Ides of March. If you were Julius Caesar, you would need to beware. But if you're a listener to KHMG, relax. Matter of fact, I'm going to show you uh, someone that's very relaxed here. Sebastian Basildua. He's relaxed. I'm relaxed. He's... He's relaxed because we're going to celebrate something very special. He brought a guest. Really, it's a guest object. It's a guest object. Maybe you could show us the guest of object course. because we want to celebrate this obscure, kind of nerdy. But you know what? I am happy to be named among the nerds to celebrate this wonderful day. And, uh, ooh, look at that. You know, Pi is identified mathematically as 3.14. And yesterday, ooh, it smells so good. Yesterday was 3.14, March 14th. And we are going to celebrate that pie day in a belated way. Now, we cannot dig into this pie just yet. Um, We even have some Ready Whip. I mean, you know, our staff baker thinks of everything. Yes. And uh, this is everyday essential. Extra creamy da- dairy whipped topping made with real cream. Woo! Mm. Lucky boy. Okay, <laughs> so we are going to uh, enjoy the pie. Now, Sebastian, why don't you describe the pie to us? What kind of pie is it? Well, it is the best pie, obviously, um, also known as a cherry pie. Yep. And um, it's you can do the toppings in a couple different ways. You can do like a lattice with, um, with a crust. Or you could do like a crumble, which is what my wife did, and the crumble is very delicious. She looks uh, like it looks like she made a real crust with a crumble top. She made the crust all by herself. Wow! And uh, yeah, and with the crumble as well. She, she likes to make it all. Like I remember one time, I was like, "Yeah, let, we'll make this thing," and then she's like, "All right, but I need to go." Oh, it was the um, was the it that German the, chocolate cake frosting? Oh yeah, that's and right. And I was like, "We need to go buy some." She made you know? the caramel it, it, coconut icing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, we'll go out and grab mm-hmm. some of that. Right. And she's like, no, I got to make it from scratch. I'm like, what? Yeah. I never even, that blew my mind yep. that you could even yep. make it from scratch, you know? Mm-hmm. Homemade like that. Yep. <laughs> well, but, uh, it looks and smells delicious, mm-hmm. and we're going to dig into that in just a little bit. You just pulled it out of the oven right before you came up, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, right now it's cooling down. We had it on the, fa- in front of the fan, but, um, to save our tongues. Yeah. We'll let it cool a yeah. little bit more. The, the worst part about eating a hot pie is that you're so excited and you just start shoveling it in. Yeah. And then you realize that it's molten lava. Yeah. And you can't taste anything else for three days while your taste buds grow back. And it's a, it's a great but sad moment. Yeah. It's, it causes you pain and joy at the yeah. same time. It so, tastes so good but hurts so much. Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're um, going to enjoy that pie in just a little bit. Um, so, Sebastian... Uh, we're going to do a little quiz, but right now I would automatically win because <laughs> our other quiz competitor is, has stepped out for a moment, looking like that Eureka moment. Like yeah. he has like, oh, wait a minute. I know what needs to happen here. Yeah. And so uh, we'll we'll wait to see what he comes I hope it wasn't with. to get like like materials to, to serve the pie because mm, my you have it all my wife already thought of that we even so. have these cute little um you know baby baby birthday uh plates here yeah. which are oh wait i'm on the ba- wrong baby, camera here baby shower baby shower plates look at that oh that's so cute that's just so yeah. cute i actually picked that up because i saw it for free somewhere yeah so I picked great it up. oh yeah 
Good job. Hey, okay, here's here's our other quiz quiz quizling. But yeah. uh, before, I want to run a couple big mistakes in history by you because today we're talking about mistakes and mishaps. But maybe before I get to that, before we even get to that point, let me just mention why I picked this this uh, topic today. Uh, earlier this week, the radio station went off the air in the middle of the night, and um, Chris posted a picture. He t- he came in and checked it out, and Chris. Tell us what we thought had happened uh, uh, with that. So um, I thought because that we were experiencing static on on our frequency at 88.1, that probably we were off at the transmitter. That's usually what it is. Sorry, I've been running up and down the stairs. No, it's okay. You're in great shape. It's a a busy afternoon. (laughs) Um, And... So when I got here, I saw that everything was running just as I suspected. I looked at the radio signal, and when the little stereo label is off, that means that the carrier is off, which means that we're probably off at the transmitter. So I began to call the engineer and the other radio station that we need to call when we're off air, and uh, I didn't get any answer. So I did a little more looking and I saw something. I thought I saw something weird when I came in, but I couldn't quite place it. You know how you kind of mm-hmm. look around and yep. you know something's different? Yep. So I look down on the floor and I see the trim that's usually above the, um, the blinds on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I kind of trace with my eye the... The um, the, the trim. Yep. Okay. <laughs> up to the studio to transmitter link, mm-hmm. which is our microwave link from this building to our transmitter site, which is up on Barragata Heights. And I realized that there's a button there that turns our studio to transmitter link to standby, mm-hmm. and it's about a foot from where the trim has landed on the floor. And I think to myself, okay, the cleaning people come in from 6 to 7, I think, uh, or usually do. And so they haven't bumped it. Well, and I should I should hasten to add that I also saw that the STL was turned to standby. So I flipped it back on, and boom, we were back on the air just like that. So I knew that was the problem. But... I knew that our, our cleaning people hadn't hit it because I thought they had been in, come and gone. So I, I thought, okay, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but it seems to me this trim has fallen. It's probably from what Sebastian said here. It's bounced off the phone, which is on the wall, and it has perfectly slidden down and hit the button and knocked us off the air. And that's the, the, really, as I look down, it yeah. is the only toggle switch that could <laughs> knock us off the air. Right. In that whole uh, array of components. Yeah, that's it. And we even had a little piece of scotch tape on it at one time to keep it from flipping off because my first year up here uh, as the interim manager, I remember my shin 
hit <laughs> the button and we went off the air and I was like, what go, what happened? What happened? And I was trying to like retrace every move. What did I click? What did I touch? And I realized that my leg had just brushed up against that button. It's kind of a, a very sensitive little I, trigger. I, you haven't heard the rest of the story though. No, no. So this is what, yeah. so I had already told you. So for the listeners, I had already said uh, that, um, Occam's razor apply did not always apply because Occam's razor is the the theory that the most logical explanation is almost always the explanation. And I said, Chris, this is not the most logical explanation. This this shows why Occam's razor is not a law. And so uh, pick it up from there. I, I had Carl in our IT who is in charge of our uh, security cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can over. see on the on right now you can see above Sebastian's head above the the little semaphore flags you can see the camera up above right so there's a security camera in here and uh, we get a good shot of everything there that you can see at night and everything so I thought and when there's movement it it uh, has a it indicates that there's been movement and so I said let's take a look at that security footage. Well, and I'm not trying to throw our uh, housekeeping people under the bus, but the housekeeping people were in here a little bit later than they usually are. And they were trying, I think, to clean either the blinds or the window. I'm not sure which. And they pulled on that string that opens the blinds. And when they did, that trim fell down, hit the ground standing up uh, over at the far side and fell towards that that piece of trim fell towards the equipment okay and apparently at that time hit the wow hit the um, switch and knocked us off the air so it was the the trim that did knock us off the air yes. but the cause was not just a random gecko running across it. It was <laughs> housekeeping, bumped it one way or the other, and knocked it off, and then yes. didn't realize we were off the air, or did they? I, 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 don't, I don't have any way of knowing. But or did they run away? And I don't think so. Hide? No, I don't think no, they okay. ran away. No, no, no. No, I, I assume that they didn't know or didn't realize or... I'm not really sure, yeah. and I'm not sure who I'm talking about. Either. Sure, yeah, I'm not no, sure who this no, they're the nameless, nameless, uh, you know, nameless uh, <laughs> victim of they circumstance. They might not have been housekeeping. It might have just been a random person just taking the trash out. Here. Yeah, <laughs> some lady in here. Out. Oh boy, I'd like to rummage through their trash again. Yeah. So anyway, so it was. I would have thought the most logical explanation would have been housekeeping, taking out the trash, accidentally bumping into the equipment. Or, or like dusting right, yeah, or that would be that would be that would logical. make the most sense. So it kind of was that kind of was the right, explanation. Right. It's just that the trim landed on the right. floor and fell right towards this. So we're assuming because obviously it's out of camera shot right, right. at the time that it falls. Yep. But we're assuming that it fell directly to the equipment and that's when it went off. Yeah. Because it was exactly at the time that we thought. I mean. Basically, you know when you know when they say there's a window of time that this person could have been murdered. Yes, right. Yeah, this yep. criminal act could yep. have taken place. Right. Well, we had a window of time, and we knew that it happened between that window of time. We were certain, and sure enough, that thing fell right between that window yep. of time. So Occam's razor still applies because the most logical thing was that it was caused by housekeeping. It's just the what actually happened. 
yes. was a little bit outside the norm. It was unusual. Yeah, that was yes. unusual. So, wow. You know what we need to do? Obviously, we need to get a trim cam. We need to put, <laughs> yeah. put cameras on all these window trims just to see what other exciting things happen when there they is, fall. There is some background story to that. I've had the trim on this other window while I was working, just typing. I have had the trim just fall off. I've always assumed it was because of maybe the airflow or the door, you know, slamming or something. Or geckos. Could mm. be geckos because we get some geckos yeah. in here once in a yeah. while. But whatever it was, it made it fall. And, of course, it startles you. And then you look, and it's yeah. the trim that's fallen off the blinds. So yeah, it's happened. It can startle you when yeah. you're deep in thought. Yeah. Of course. Okay. All right. Well, uh Thank I wouldn't you. call it a disaster, though. No, disaster, mishap. Mishap. You know, you it's go. a mishap. So it's disasters and mishaps. I'm going to talk about some a little later in the show. But for now, we do have uh, Sebastian has, has, you know, in a, in a painstaking way, prepared this quiz for us. So, Sebastian, what's the quiz about? This is a disastrous quiz. Nice. Disastrous because it's about disasters. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that. Good. So, <laughs> the um, it's just a wide variety of you know like natural disasters, man-made disasters. Are there any mishaps in there? Multiple. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, none involving trim, though. So okay. disastrous show. <laughs> okay, let's start this. We'll start with Chris and then Jared, one on one, mano y mano. Uh, all right. Question number one. Uh, during the years of 1918 and through 1919, some 20 million victims of this dreadful disease were infected. Approximately 12 million people died. People in India and 550,000 in America were killed. Wow. What was the cause of this pandemic? Polio, Spanish flu, bird flu, or the bubonic plague? Wow. That's tricky. 1918 I mean, to 1919. I mean, polio... But you said it's in India and America. I mean, polio, yep. definitely, we had a polio outbreak, I know, at one point. Was mm-hmm. it during that time? I'm going to assume yes, because that was a little bit before the Great Depression, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know polio was a big problem, I'm going to say polio. All right. I'm guess. going to guess... Spanish flu, just because I thought that polio was a little later, like post so World War II. But Could have been. let's see what Sebastian's the answer is Spanish flu. Oh. And Jared, you the would, India almost threw me off, though. You would know this one, Jared, because it was first reported in the Spanish press as the name Spanish flu. So the name Spanish flu was applied because it was ah, the Spanish press. Although it. it appears to have surfaced first at Fort Riley, Kansas. Oh, Jared. Yeah. yeah. I'm from Missouri, but it's down, right down oh, the road. Yeah, yeah. Uh, soldiers heading to Europe spread the disease there, and homeward-bound soldiers and sailors spread it around the world. Okay. So, all right. Next next question. On September 18th, 1985, this capital city was devastated by a massive earthquake registering 8.1 on the Richter scale. 36 hours later, another earthquake registering 7.5 struck the same city. What year was this again? Uh, 1985. 85. What okay. was the city? Los Angeles, Lisbon, Portugal, Beijing, China, or Mexico City, Mexico. Mexico City has had some big ones. Again, I'm I'm going on like like Lisbon, Portugal though. 
there's something rattling around in my head about a Lisbon <laughs> earthquake. But uh, I'm going to go Mexico City. I don't know if it was 1985, but I know they've had a big one in a series. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Mexico City, my guess. Um, I'm going to go Lisbon. Yeah. Lisbon, Portugal. Well, that is wrong. It's Mexico City. Wow. <laughs> I, I see. I was regretting my answer already. I was like, "Oh, I should have went Lisbon." <laughs> All right. Um, next question. On December eighth, nineteen sixty-three, Pan American Airlines Clipper Flight two one four crashed with the loss of eighty-one on board near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. What caused the loss of this airplane? A bomb, icing on the wings, lightning, or ground-to-air missiles? Tell me the year again. Ni- 1963, December 8th. Pan American Airlines. <laughs> Near Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Icing on the wings, huh? Yeah. Like a birthday cake What were the other something? options? Lightning? Bomb, icing on the wing, lightning, ground-to-air missiles. Hmm. December. <sighs> Very tricky. Very yeah, tricky. Um... I'm going to say lightning. I'm going to say not icing like cake icing, but icing <laughs> like the effect of ice building up on the wing. <laughs> well, it's lightning. Oh, Usually wow. lightning causes a hole in the skin of the plane. However, the lightning was found to have ignited an explosive blend of fuel and air in a reserve tank. Oh, boy. Yeah. So that's why that went down. Sad. Well, um, next question. True or false? The Titanic was the worst shipwreck in American history. Worst. It. How do you quantify worst? Like yeah. most civilians killed in a, most in a boat. Civilians killed in a boat. Um, false. False. I would also say false because I think the sinking of the Sultana was the greatest loss of life in a, a ship in America. Yeah. You both are correct. That is true. The Sultana, yeah. a Mississippi River boat that exploded on the Mississippi River in the night of April 27, 1865. Uh, most of the 2,500 people crowded on the ship, which was only licensed to carry only a couple hundred of people, were former prisoners of war from Civil War Prison of Andersonville, Georgia. Yep. The yep. ship carried no lifeboats or life jackets. Most of the men were too sick to swim to the shore, even though the ship was no further than a few hundred feet from shore. Yep, and it was while they were all trying to sleep, they say that the those old paddle wheel boats, they'd build up steam. They were steamboats, and they would the steam would turn the paddle wheel, and it would cool uh, the... the um, basically, it would transfer the heat away from... The steam tanks, but the muddy water caked mud onto the steam tanks, and it wasn't able to cool, so the tanks got hotter and hotter and hotter and eventually exploded. So it was a combination of the explosion of hot steam, so it was like a steam bomb, Mm -hmm. and then the happening at night and all the men being sick. So I did read a book about that. I read books sometimes. (laughs) Books are good, kids. I'm glad I... Isn't that right, Bob? Fact-checked that because you read a book on it. I would have got you. (laughs) I would have got you. All right, last question. It's uh, Chris 2, Jared 1. Okay. All right. Final question. One of the worst typhoons in history occurred on September 26 through 27, 1959. The resulting dead numbered around 5,000 and more than 32,000 injured. What country did this occur in? India, China, Thailand, or Japan? 
1959. One of the worst typhoons in history. Hmm. Um, not knowing, but understanding the route of typhoons, I'm going to say Japan. Hmm. I mean, it could be China, too, but... Yep. I mean, and what was the date on that again? In, uh, September 26, 1959. Wow. Okay. After the war. TB's birthday. Not 1959, but September 26. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. I'm thinking, because of the extreme density of people, Yeah. I'm thinking India. India. Well... Chris has sealed the deal with Japan. It was a storm that struck Japan. And because all essential services were disrupted, many people drank polluted water, leading to outbreaks of dysentery and typhus. Oh, typhus. Typhus, yeah. Some 25,000 people were left homeless and 800 square miles were destroyed. Wow. So. Okay. Chris wins the disastrous quiz award. All right. Good job, Chris. Good job. Well, good at disasters. Speaking of... uh, Well, this is not a disaster at all. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break so that we can enjoy some of the non-disastrous treat that our staff baker, Jessica, made for us today. So we're going to dig into that during this very short break. Come back and uh, have a little more live till five. I have some disaster and mishap lists that I'd like to run by you, audience. So stick around more live till five after this short break. Welcome back. A few more minutes left at Live Till 5. It's 4.41 p.m. on this Friday, March 15th, 2019, episode 307. Glad to have you with us. Again, you can always download the podcast of this show through khmg.org. You can also listen to a live stream of this radio broadcast, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, through khmg.org. I Since today, I, I have a list. I have a couple lists here, but... Since, uh, since today is all about disasters and mishaps, I was inspired, of course, with, by Chris's story earlier of the, the uh, mysterious blind. You know, Chris, it is Sherlock Holmes weekend. Did you know that uh, around the world? Love Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. I didn't know that. This though. is starting today, Sherlock Holmes weekend. And you know, really, you solved a Sherlock Holmes-like mystery with that. Not Quite, but I mean, it was Arthur, uh, Sir Arthur Conan himself would be so. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle would be so proud of you for figuring out that it was, it was the, it was not uh, Professor Plum in the library with the candlestick, but instead it was J.R. the housekeeper with the uh, blind piece. Did you just name a real person? No, it's not a real person. As far as I know, there's no JR on housekeeping. I did that on purpose. Okay. Well, here's a couple mistakes that ended up very well. Um, Here you go. This list here. Uh, For example, uh, for the first example, tea bags. Something close to your in my heart here. Yeah. June 1908, tea dealer 
I didn't know there was such a thing. Mr. Sullivan was sending samples of potential customers. To cut costs, he put a few pinches of loose leaves in several small silk pouches. The confused clients received the samples and, unsure of the instructions, reputedly dunked them into hot water, and the tea bag was born. Pretty, pretty good. Our PG tips comes in like a little, little pyramid-shaped tea bag. Matter of fact, that that looks just like our PG Tips tea bag, the little triangle Probably is there. Probably a PG Tips because it is Britain's most popular. It's tea. a patent patented design or something. There it says go. on the box. Uh, pacemakers were a mistake that turned out well. The modern pacemaker, born from the error of its developer, who inadvertently put the wrong size resistor into a nascent heart rhythm device, it produced the distinctive lub dub sound of the human heartbeat. His discovery transformed pacemakers and changed millions of lives worldwide. Cornflakes, the Kellogg brothers, accidentally allowed a batch of cooked wheat to go stale, but process it nonetheless, created the Thin Flakes, which now we know as cornflakes, which really, um, they're a nice ingredient, but I don't know too many people that just love cornflakes. So, you know, it's a mistake that's been popular, but... Not really. It's like the cereal that if my mom bought it, we would only eat it if we were totally out of every other option. My kids kind of do that. And we never were allowed any sugary cereals when I was a kid. So I don't do the same thing. Um, But my kids don't seem to like to eat the cornflakes. We always had the Tupperware sugar container, the little yellow one. You could snap open one side and pour sugar. And I would put sugar on it. I would sugar mine once in a while as well. And if you could, if you could eat a smaller amount, so they stayed a little bit crispy, that would be great. Unless my mom was around, then I wouldn't do it. Yeah. All right. Now (laughs) I'm going to switch cameras to you guys because Sebastian is preparing the, uh, guest treat, which is our beautiful, uh, cherry pie. Celebrating Pie Day. Here we go. I'm going to switch back to me for a second so everyone can see. If if you if you could be here right now, this... Oh, man. It just... It's just great. Now, <laughs> I, I, you know... It's, it's just... I know there are great. many times uh, when people listening or watching wish they were here. Uh, yeah. Now ought to be one of those times. This, this pie is hot. It's actually the perfect... Mm. Oh, sorry. Here, Sebastian, go ahead. It's actually like the perfect temperature right now. It's like not oh, like, not, not so hot. Boiling it, lava hot. Right. It doesn't. All my taste buds are intact. Although Boy, I think sweet... it would have stayed better together, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. It would have stayed together a little mm-hmm. bit better. If you'd have left it a little bit longer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But you know what? The yeah. show's only got eleven minutes left, so I'm yeah. glad he didn't. That's true. That's <laughs> that true. would have been that would have been a disaster. In a Although I'm sure the the bakers among us would have said, "Nope, a little early, little early." Oh boy, a little early. That's a great combination of the tart of the cherry and the sweet crumble topping, homemade. Jessica did it again. Here's some more mishaps that turned out all right. That is really good. Plastic. Mm. Charles oh, wow. Goodyear of the Tire Empire, famed. Accidentally boiled a concoction of rubber and sulfur. When he returned to his chemical stew, he found a versatile new plastic now used for dozens of different applications. So not only did Goodyear invent the vulcanizing process, but he also created at least one form of plastic. Post-it notes, I've heard about this. Um, Inventor Spencer Silver had been attempting to develop an ultra-strength adhesive for 3M. Uh, but instead developed a sticky substance that could easily be pulled off. His colleague, Art Fry, used the glue to hold his hymn book bookmark in place, and the first ever post-it note was born. Hmm. Post-it notes and hymn books. The hymn book together. was involved in that That's invention. great. That's amazing. 
Slinkies, military engineer Richard James uh, knocked a nautical spring that he had been developing off the shelf and observed how it traveled along the floor. His wife saw the potential as a toy, and the slinky was born. We used to refer to really steep stairs, residential stairs, as slinky stairs, because if you had stairs that were just a little bit narrower than your standard rise of stairs, slinkies would just naturally go down them very easily. A lot of fun. Until yeah. one of your cousins like picked it up and actually kinked one part of the slinky and then it didn't work. Or right. stretched it. Stretched it. Oh, oh boy. Yep. Yep. Those cousins. Penicillin. Alexander Fleming left a number of laboratory petri dishes unwashed and returned to see. So, again, another good reason not to wash your dishes, apparently. <laughs> returned to find many of them had been contaminated with growing bacteria colonies. On one, however, he noted that the patch of mold had prevented the growth of bacteria, which prompted him to explore the substance's bacteria-killing properties. Chocolate chip cookies. Legend has it the chocolate chip cookie was first made in Massachusetts restaurant in the 1930s. Owner Ruth Graves Wakefield added pieces of chocolate to her cookie mix, hoping the fragments would melt and turn the batter chocolate brown. The chips remained intact, and the chocolate chip cookie was born. Mm. Lollipops. Ice pop or lolly was invented by an enterprising 11-year-old. Francis Epperson, 1905, who left a glass of soda on his San Francisco front porch with a stirring stick in it the next day after a cold night, the drink had frozen. Voila. Um, let's see here. Uh, Lee and parents wish to shear sauce. We talked about this one time on this yes. show before, but basically in the 19th century, they, they were trying to create a tangy sauce for a client who enjoyed Indian cuisine, but the product they created was so strong it was inedible. They put it away for a few years. When they tried it again, they were amazed to find it was perfect. Yep. Mistake that turned out great. Wow. There is going to be, uh, I cannot tell the story, but there is going to be a story similar to that at church. That Did uh, Pastor Brian tell you about this, mm-hmm. Pastor Jared? Is he preaching what, Sunday night? He is. Okay. Sunday night, there will be a story that is very similar to this yes. that will go along with the message. Yep. That you need yep. to hear. Very as soon as Pastor Brian Leonard told me the story, yes. he's halfway into it. I'm like, I'm going to use this on live till five. Yep. Then he gets into the story and says, This is my opening illustration Sunday night. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I can't use that on live till five. Can't use it. But I can promote him using it of Sunday course. night at church, 6 p.m. here at Harvest. So, of course, come and uh, hear that. Now, I had a whole thing about the vulcanizing process. It seems a little little uh, boring at this this stage. But here are some of the worst mistakes in history. So accidents, mistakes, mishaps. Uh, Captain Edward Smith crashed the Titanic into an iceberg. Um, with inflation, that would have cost $168 million in damage. Um, an elderly man threw away his Euro Millions lottery ticket. Loss in uh, 2010 was $181 million. Wow. NASA, NASA, uses the metric system while Lockheed Martin used the English system when building a satellite. Cost to the lost orbiter, $125 million. little communication breakdown there. Uh, let's see here. Oh, this one involves Guam. I was just talking to a friend. Um, yeah, uh, one of my friends was actually working around this time. Faulty equipment caused a B-2 stealth bomber to crash on takeoff. $1.42 billion. Practice flight in Guam, America's most expensive jet, was destroyed when faulty sensors caused it to pitch up on takeoff, stall, and crash. According to the Air Force, a B-2 stealth bomber 
one of 21 in existence at the time, cost $1.4 billion. Both pilots ejected safely. Oh, that's nice. $1.5 billion, even more expensive. A hunter started the biggest fire in California history in 2003. $1.5 billion in today's dollars. Oh, here's, here's, here's a big mistake. Um, Quaker buys Snapple. Now, that's not a Quaker bought a Snapple. That would, that'd be a whole different story. Um, <laughs> but Quaker, Quaker, like Quaker Oats, bought Snapple, which Snapple used to be made of the best stuff on earth, right? It was a great drink for a long time. It had a great ad campaign. It was a very tasty little tea drink. And then it kind of dropped off the map. They overpaid in 1994, 1.4 billion inflated for adjustment, uh, adjusted for inflation today, 2.03 billion. 1994, Quaker purchased the new Snapple for 1.7 billion. Quaker's goal was to sell Snapple in every grocery store in the country, but Snapple was so successful in, in small brand name grocery stores, chains like Pepsi and Coca Cola began making copycat brands. After three years with Snapple, Quaker sold the company for just 300 million. Wow, terrible. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Yasuo Hamanaka tried to corner the copper market in 1996 and lost 2.6 billion dollars. Um, inflation adjusted today 3.58 billion. Safety inspectors forgot to replace the valve at the Piper Bravo oil rig in 1994, causing uh, 167 deaths of the 226 men working there. During the routine check, inspectors removed or replaced all safety valves except for one, which was never put back. Unaware that the safety valve was missing, the worker pushed the start button. The gas began to leak. $5.1 billion in today's, today's estimate. Sony bought Columbia Pictures. $3.2 billion in 1994. A lot of bad decisions made in 1994. Uh, let's see here. Various parties blamed as the prestige... Sinks off the coast of Spain in 2002. At the time, $5.6 billion in repairs and cleanup. Today, that'd be worth $6.9 billion. 2002, the oil tanker, the Prestige, sank off the coast of northeast Spain, dumping 63,000 tons of oil into the ocean. The spill alone caused the death of over 300,000 birds and a significant amount of damage to marine life in the area. The Exxon Valdez in the Prince William Sound, $4.4 billion in 1989. $7.8 billion today. Exxon oil tanker was on its way to California when it hit Prince William Sound off the coast of Alaska. Tanker spilled as many as 760,000 barrels uh, spilled into the water there. Captain Hazelwood was accused of being drunk at the time of the accident and convicted of negligent discharge of oil. We're going to see if we can get some more people to come in and enjoy this pie in the last few minutes of the show. Uh, the, of course, the Challenger exploded on liftoff, $11.1 billion. Hey, look who's here. Not a mistake or a mishap. Josh Taylor. He heard that we had a pie celebration for pie day. Just in time, Josh. Uh, I, I am totally here for that pie right there. There you go. I know. It's, it's not about I thought he the was people. looking for me. I think no, he, no. he pointed yeah. in here and no, I thought, he's looking for me. I was not. How nice. I was pointing directly at the pie. <laughs> and I even had my pie shirt yesterday. I don't know if you saw. I had my, my, green, oh. my green cow pie shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I do remember seeing that. That's uh, kind of an annual thing for you, right? Well, it's... Uh, we, you don't wear it any other day. Yeah, that, that definitely doesn't happen. We don't get to celebrate it very often at school because a lot of the times it uh, happens during spring break. And so our, all of our math teachers were very excited uh, that 
We finally had to have 3.14 day during school. I saw Lindsay Hashberger carrying in 20 pies uh, yesterday. 20 pies? 20 pies. Wow. Wow. Well, we're going to take a short break so you can get a piece of this pie. Then we're going to wrap up the show. So you're just in the nick of time. Listeners, stick around. A little more live till five after this short break. Last few minutes of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Episode 307 can be found on khmg.org. It's a podcast here in just a little bit. You can also listen to the rebroadcast Saturday from noon to 2, Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. We're also on Facebook Live right now, wrapping up the show here. I wanted to finish the show with this one story on the more serious side. And it's, and I found this on the Christian Post. Tajikistan, children barred from attending church, 5,000 Bible verse calendars burned. Tajik authorities implementing a new religion law, barring children from attending religious services, and have burned thousands of calendars with Bible verses. Amendments to the Tajikistan religion law came into force January last year, giving the state greater control over religious education and increasing the amount of information religious organizations must pass on to the state. Kind of goes on to talk about um, they also gather information about the number of children aged 10 and younger who are attending religious meetings using the religion law and the parental responsibility law to put pressure on parents and religious communities. Uh, let's see here. It says, in the same month, 5,000 calendars with Bible verses, which were imported by the Baptist church, were confiscated by customs officials and destroyed. The church also received a fine about four months average wage for producing, distributing, importing, or exporting religious literature and items of a religious nature which have not passed through the compulsory prior state religious censorship. A customs official told Radio Free Europe that inspection had shown the calendars had, quote, elements of propaganda and alien faith, end quote. And it just kind of goes on, talks about uh, the persecution that's happening in Tajikistan and how it's, it's increasing. So really very difficult for Tajikistan Christians. We can... Remember them in our prayers. Now, I want to just mention, if you don't have a church home, we'd love to see you here at Harvest Baptist Church. This two hours has gone by so fast. But please, Sunday morning, 1030 a.m., we'd love to see you at Harvest Baptist Church. And uh, if you come because you heard us on the radio, please come up and introduce yourself. Let people know that you heard about it on the radio first. And that's it for Live Till 5, episode 307 on this Friday, March 15th. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. You're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.